What the Friday? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the craziest week yet. It's a pretty crazy week. Pretty super crazy. Week. People are crazy. Yeah, uh, we we usually do what the Friday on Friday. We're recording this on Saturday. Um, what the Friday it isn't. <laughs> what the Friday it isn't. <laughs> um, but I don't want to relive Friday. <clears throat> so true. Yeah, you had a t pretty terrible Friday, and we had a wild week. Um, it was a wild week. Period. As being being a, an American. Yeah. Um, so we are jumping into it. <laughs> uh, so we've called this hysteria, wait, hypocrites, hysteria, and history. And I gotta say, we got some strong opinions. Um, so brace yourselves for what's about to happen. <laughs> I and they're not all ours. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, so um, this week we had protesters slash terrorists, domestic terrorists, uh, storm the Capitol building. And we've got thoughts. Dad has, uh, I don't know if you've seen his Instagram, his Facebook post, everybody, but um, should Those we read always, it? Those aren't always the best idea. No, but you've been, you've been getting a lot of responses. So here's what I've seen online. And this is why we, I wanted to talk about it with you because your response was so different from everything else I've seen. Everything else I've seen online is either Stephen Colbert being like, these guys are terrorists and I hate them. Or the rights, the Fox news anchors being like, this is the, these people are actually secretly Antifa and, uh, whatever right. you know um which by the way both sides just anchoring more of what they believe yes i would like to say that if you didn't know already that the they said that facial recognition software had said that they were it was antifa and then the facial recognition software said no but um we did we did see two neo-nazis plus i can't at least one QAnon person so if you believe that, maybe just go just go look at the actual data from the facial recognition software before you buy in to what Fox News is telling you at the moment. Um, okay, well, so I don't think it's everybody on. It's just so much of it is entertainment. Your visceral anger because it is for a different reason than everyone else who's angry right now, or most everyone else who's angry right now. You know what's pissing me off? Yes. Uh, yes. People are simple. They have absolutely no interest in listening to anybody else. They have no interest in learning anything else. They think they do. But what they do is they go practice the thing you taught me about confirmation bias. They keep feeding themselves reaffirmed information. They're not interested in anything on the other side. They can't see how anybody would be justified um, you know, a lot of those people that were protesting were not vicious scoundrels. Um, the same way a lot of people that protested Black Lives Matter were not vicious scoundrels. Um, they're on behalf of Black Lives Matter, not yeah. against Black Lives Matter. Yeah. The 
there are bad actors on both sides. Those actions were completely different. They were motivated differently. Um, in my post, I was not trying to say or take a position on any specific item. What I was really sick of was people going back to the same flipping trough to eat the same flipping food and say that they knew what the food tasted like in a different trough. They know, they know everything. Why do they know everything? Because they know only what they know, but they believe that they know everything. They're not willing to go learn anything else. They don't really want to understand anything else. They can't see how one group might feel differently than another group, or one part of the country might feel differently than another part of the country. Everybody's so sure, so sure that they know everything. And they don't. They don't know what it's like. They don't know what it's like just like moving from Iowa to moving to New York. I truly felt like I had a pretty good grip on things and I understood things. And I know cultures are a little bit differently, but things operate a lot differently here. The experience here is completely different. My, and I'm a white, an old white male, my experience is totally different than what it was where I came from. Just it, it, you can't fathom it. And I remember coming here visiting and thinking to myself, I uh, can't be like, you know, whatever, you know, it can't be that bad. It can't be like that. And then you get here and you're like, wow, this is, I just saw that. I just, I just saw this happen. I see. What's an example? Um, what's an example? What do you well, mean? I don't want to, I'm afraid to get into an, I, you know, I will get into an example when it comes to local government. Okay. I don't want to get into another one because people can pick it apart and say, well, that's, it doesn't matter to them. It's just a thing. But, but here, um, where I we can, come, go ahead. I can say that I witnessed you for, when I was really young, I witnessed you eviscerating Bill Clinton and Absolutely. hating every Democrat and all the jokes about Democrats being stupid. And as I got older, you got older, and especially after you moved, you stopped doing that and started being like, actually, now I'm getting multiple news sources, and now I'm thinking I was kind of wrong about that. And now instead of being a diehard to one group, you're like very back and forth about depending on the issue and often even within one issue not agreeing fully with one place. And I think that's because you – you left where you were at, where you had a firm belief, came here. And now you're like, well, even if I'm fully convinced of the opposing belief, I can't be a diehard to it because I remember being a diehard in the past. And really, I remember really to be a wrong. Yeah. And I, I struggle with that. And that's so outing myself. Um, when you were a little girl, I was incredibly conservative and, and, and thought I, I lied on some moral high ground. And I remember all of the people that were around me felt the same way. We all, we all got the same input. We all watched the same news. We all talked about the same thing. We all reaffirmed each other all the time. But it didn't feel like that. It did not feel like that at all. That's the I important mean, thing to it, say. <laughs> it didn't feel that way. It felt 
normal. It felt like I, everybody feels this way. Everybody thinks like I think, but that's because everybody in my circle did feel that way. Even though there was outside information telling me that it's not that way, I, I disregarded that. Well, that's wrong. That's just not, you know, those people are just stupid. Right. You know, they don't understand. If they, if they were as knowledgeable as I am right now, if they knew everything that I know right now, yeah, they would feel like I do, which was not true. And which and is then, exactly the way the people who didn't agree with you felt. If you knew what right. they knew, you would believe what they believed. Right, right, And right. they are right to a certain degree, as were you. If, to if a certain degree. As in, if you're surrounded by the same people and you have the same input, then you do tend to have similar beliefs. Right. Anyway, you went from being that to... I, I tried not to swing the pendulum all the way to the, to the other side. I just, I all of a sudden, I was just terribly unsure. Yeah. I like, mean, oh, wow. How blind this, this kind of stuff does happen. And I just saw this thing happen that I would have thought could never happen. And I'm seeing these people like this and then to pick on my own circle, my own old circle of friends, you cannot have taken that position with Bill Clinton and not have a moral problem with not taking a position like that with Donald Trump. You can't do it. You can't, you can't say, well, it's different because Donald Trump's on my side of the political fence. Yeah. Or just, it's ignore not it. different. It's not. Can, here's so it, the, it frustrates me. Well, and, your comment about being uns, unsure and uncertain, I think is the only way, ironically, to lead well and to make good decisions is being able to see the other side and be uncertain. And the reason that's so ironic is because it feels great to hear somebody say, this is what we're doing now. And I'm confident about it, but the greatest, almost everybody on both sides thinks the greatest president we ever had was Abraham Lincoln. And there are countless stories like this, but one that sticks out is he was talking to his general, his general comes in and says, May the gods, may not the gods, may God be on our side. And Abraham Lincoln pauses and says, may we be on God's side. And that even in, even in a, an issue like slavery, he was still like, I hope we're doing the right thing. And I am constantly questioning and thinking about, are we doing the right thing? And I'm trying to get other input. And if that's not your default, then you are blind. And that was the line that you said at the beginning of your Facebook post. You said, if I could only be so confident, so committed, so blindly believing that I could submit to either those to my left or the or those to my right, but it seems that I am not that strong, which was like a you know, tongue-in-cheek way to say that actually it's kind of weak to fully buy into just a side and then agree no matter what, because it's the, the side. And I, anyway. Well, I guess the, you know, it's all, some people would say you're lazy for not picking a side. Some people would say that you're um, taking the easy route by trying to claim some central thing, but really in a polarized country, that's not a safe place to be because if you are in the center, yeah. Nobody likes you. Nobody on either side likes you. And that's where a majority of the people are at. But I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not joining. 
I don't care. I'm not, I'm not picking a team and I'm struggling with it. Just one off issues because no single issue is clear. No, even the sins, these like the Antifa, the breaking into the Capitol thing. Yeah. Or were 100% of the people there QAnon or Antifa or anarchists that were there just to ruin it for maybe, I don't know. Well, Um, how many of them were, Uh, I don't know. I don't think, well, that's, I mean, I don't know if that's the point of this because I don't really, if no, we get in, I don't think that. I'm Antifa, just saying that there's no, I'm sorry, I should not pick, pick a specific. Well, Antifa like, would be left wing people and they didn't, they didn't actually find any of those, but okay. it doesn't, it but doesn't. I don't, I don't know. The point is, is pick a, pick a topic. Yeah. And then my response is going to be, is it 100%? Likely the answer is going to be, well, no, not 100%. Okay, well, what percentage is it? And, and what was the motivation? What was the experience well, of each of the individual people that were participating? Yeah. I, I mean, when it comes to this event in particular, I just think it was wrong. I think it was wrong. It's insurrection. By definition, storming the Capitol. That was wrong. And what I'm thinking about most is not who... What, what if whether it was right or wrong, what I'm thinking about most is how are we in a climate now where people confidently felt like that was the moral, right, appropriate thing to do? Other human beings, equally as human as I am, did that. How is that happening right now? And how are people, how do we fix it? How do we make it so that we're not doing crazy, siloed thinking stuff like this? Um, which is where, which is why I was telling you about that Adolf Hitler analysis earlier. That was fascinating. Uh, well, that? Yeah. So that. say that repeat, repeat what you told me. So there's a, um, a book called a psychological analysis of Adolf Hitler, his life and his legend, which was, I don't remember what year it was written, but it was a, a while ago. And it's, um, the guy who wrote his name is Walter Langer. And this quote from it uh, really explains how it just, here's the quote. His primary rules were never allow the public to cool off, never admit a fault or wrong, never concede that there may be some good in your enemy, never leave room for alternatives, never accept blame, Concentrate on one enemy at a time and blame him for everything that goes wrong. People will believe a big lie sooner than a little one. And if you repeat it frequently enough, people will sooner or later believe it. So that was written how long ago? Um, I don't remember, but it was before Trump. It was like before this presidency, he was just doing an, an analysis of Adolf Hitler and how he how he mobilized so many people for such a radical cause. And in a way it sounds like, it sounds like people on both sides of almost any argument right now. I think he would, and the guy, the writer is a CIA operator, op, operative X. But you know, the, you know, it's, it's interesting is that um, I don't really have a position on it, but the, the most recent events. So for example, right now, everybody's focused on 
the siege of the Capitol and the bad actors in that process. And then part of what I'm getting called out for is I'm making a statement now, but I did not make a statement like that during the riots this summer. And why didn't I make that? Why didn't I say something then? And, but then you can, you can keep going back and it's, it's like this pendulum keeps swinging and there it never ends so how far back do you go well okay well i didn't take a stance on that what was the thing that happened before that i didn't take a stance on and the thing before that i didn't take a stance on and is there happening left to right conservative to liberal republican to democrat they just keep swinging and it's like well at least we didn't do that well at least we didn't do that and it's just this this high schoolish pushing match back and forth and it never ends and then when you say, like right now, this has got to end. Why? Because, well, a siege on the Capitol kind of is a capstone event. That's yeah, it's not violence born out of unique. protests for human rights. It's violence born out of wanting to change the government. Yeah. So it's a it's a bigger deal. So you know, at what time is it okay to be engaged and and I want to be really clear. I, I truly have dear friends all across that spectrum. And that's, yeah, me too. And that's really what hurts me is that yeah. I know them and I know what they're, they, they tend to be like. And I know that they tend to want to be good people and they tend to want to do the right thing. And they, they want to, but then, but they've got their own ideas on how to go about that. And I'm not taking, I'm not picking a side, which is probably the problem. But I know personally that the more I'm exposed to, the more people I talk to, the more sides of the issue that I actually get to hear their side, the more I realize I didn't understand the bigger picture. There were. I think it's like, it's, I mean, picture is a good analogy because it's like you didn't, we didn't understand that specific part of the picture. I mean, it really is uh, a one group of people or different groups of people are focused on very different aspects and those, the only aspects they're looking at. So um, Mm -hmm. Sam Harris was, had a podcast and he was talking about, I think it was him. uh, He's a philosopher and neuroscientist and he was looking at, okay, what makes somebody Republican and what makes somebody Democrat? Because in general, like what's the main trait? And it's really, if you, if your primary objective in your, just by nature, is safety and security, you're more likely by landslide to be Republican. And that's what you think of when you're prioritize when you're looking at a situation, you're thinking how secure and uh, understandable and clear is this? And if your number one priority is like, equality and human rights and love like i want everybody to get along really well and i'm agreeable like if you're high in agreeableness you're probably a democrat if you're high in disagreeableness then you're probably a republican like these these personality traits disagreeable i don't know is that well right it's word? not it's not the right word it's the opposite of agreeable and the big five personality traits which i'm not well versed enough in to explain to remember, but I can Google it. But basically, if 
being agreeable and getting along is your primary goal versus your 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 primary goal is not being taken advantage of. I mean, that's how I would explain it. Like if you're I think we all want to be good people and when none of us want to be taken advantage of. But the percentage that those two weigh, like, hey, I'm not going to let you take advantage of me. And hey, I'm going to be a good person. It's unhealthy if either one is too extreme. And I think that Democrats in general are are like, I'll be a good person, which means let everybody in. And then you, you know, let the murderer into your home because you want to be kind to everybody. And the person who's like, I'm not going to get taken for so much trouble. <laughs> no, I'm saying like it's extreme on either side. Okay. I'm not saying that I I tend to be more on that side of like, let the murderer into my home. He's the person too. He deserves to have a good meal. And I recognize that that's a fault <laughs> that I probably need to balance out. So yeah, I would, you and I would feel differently about that. I know that. I know that. <laughs> Did I just dig a hole? I feel like I just dug a hole. Is that what happened? Damn it. <laughs> I was trying to say that we don't understand each other. And now I, I regret speaking at all. So that happens. But, you know, that's a great segue to a different tack on this. Great. <laughs> In the, the, it's impossible to communicate even the whole tapestry of a topic effectively. And it takes friendships and caring and making the world a better place takes a lot of time and patience. And it takes understanding. And it also takes not... Like if I say something, not thinking that that's 100% me, that I feel that way through and through. If I um, make some offhand remark, probably while I'm driving, because it's, <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get mad, it's while I'm driving, especially here. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, you know, it's, I think, you know, you, I've got friends that I've had for 30, 40 years or more. And if I just met them on the street today, would we still be friends? Maybe not. But the fact that we've been friends that long, you just really know the the texture of their character. And you know that there's so much good in there. That yeah. That's what I love about our Birch family reunions is that we're very different and um, a lot of other people can't get a grip on how that can work, but but we can pull like 30 people together and all stay in the same house for an entire week and spend almost 24 hours a day for that entire week together and never have a fight. Yeah. And that's that's from the most liberal to the most conservative, um, you know, different religious beliefs, whatever. And we're all like, Okay. And you do touch on politics. You're just like, we do. Right, it's, not like we, it's not like we don't talk about it, but after a while, it's like, I'm really not, we're not getting anywhere here. What's the point? Yeah. Like, no, not really. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> do you want me yeah. to get you a beer? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love a beer. Hey, you want to go? We were going to go to the beach. You want to go? Yeah, I want to go. Let's go. Let's go play Frisbee golf. All right. <laughs> and yeah. it's just not, it's just one little fact. I mean, maybe that's one little piece. It's like a, pixel of of a huge picture. You know, you can't get yeah. the picture by one pixel. And, 
you, you've got to be just like ta you're talking a little bit ago. You've got to be able to talk, talk about things and you have to be able to talk about them imperfectly. Yes, that's true. I mean, how would you ever have any idea come to clarity if you can't speak about it and be wrong? Like you can't know we outsource our, our sanity, sorry, our sanity and our, our moral correctness. We outsource that to the people around us because you can only do it so much yourself. But once you see somebody's face, when you say something or hear their response, then that's when we go, Oh, Oh, <laughs> like yeah. we see the idea through somebody else's eyes and we can't do that unless we can talk. Mm -hmm. And if we're, we're going to all be, I mean, all of us, most of us are terrified to say a lot of things because we're like, well, this is now people are going to hold me to this as if it's my, what I believe forever. And I'm really just trying to be better, you know? Right. The, you know, it's, I, it's always a little like this. When I get off on it, I was just watching TV last night. It's like, oh, I wish I could just find a news channel that would just cut to the chase and give me just facts and none of this. And you, yeah. you know, I click the button and instantly it's adjectives throwing out their, you know, making their opinion clear. Next channel, adjectives, next channel, adjectives, next yeah. panel, adjective, judgment, 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 all the way around. It's like, can I just, can I make up my own mind? What can you just happened? feed me the What's facts? What's legality? Yeah. Can As, I, I just want to see that part. And it's just so tough. But what what was what does get me is that in that I I wrote that post quickly. I didn't, it wasn't really well thought out. It was just what I was thinking at the minute. I just thought it's like two big groups at a slop bucket. Yes. Yeah. eating their stuff and feeling like that's all there was in the world. And they're, you know, so it's driving me crazy. So I wrote that post pretty quickly, but then in reading the comments that come after it, I'm, sh I'm not shocked in a bad way, but I'm like, wow, I didn't, that didn't even enter my mind that yeah. way. Like I didn't, where's that? What? Yeah. I've done, I, mean, and I, I don't feel like I'm in the same conversation. I'm the one that created it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you started the conversation and now it's like anger. Like, well, okay. So here's something also interesting in the 1960s, before they decided to stop doing this kind of thing, they, uh, the, when they were first realizing parts of the different parts of the brain did different things, they removed several people's skulls and like the cap of their skull. And they, uh, put electrodes on different parts of the brain. My lighting looks like that in here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always expecting some kind of experiment to happen. Um, uh, anyway, so this skull cap, skull cap is removed. Okay. They're, they're putting electrodes on different parts of the brain. And when they were doing that, it was an awake surgery and they were having the respondents request basically respond as saying, here's what this feels like, right? There, there was the people, the subjects were asked to, were asking the testers, the scientists, the researchers to keep hitting this one spot over and over again. And you would assume that one spot is like, the same place you get a high when you have sugar or happiness or love or oxytocin, like all of that stuff. No, the spot that they wanted to keep feeling was the spot in your brain that lights up when you are angry or irritated. Mm. That was the number one 
Please keep doing this over and over again. This feels so good spot in the brain. It is the most addictive emotion. It is the most, it is the easiest to slip into and it feels the most powerful. Is that because of like dopamine and adrenaline that's stimulated by that part of the brain? Um, maybe. I think it's norepinephrine, which in the rest of your body is adrenaline. Okay. So it's kind of a high in that regard. But when I was learning that, uh, I was listening to Dr. Andrew Huberman, who I highly recommend looking up. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this means that the most addictive thing and the easiest thing for our brain to slip into and what we hunger for and react to is who can we be mad at? Who can we be mad at? Because we feel safe and protected when we get to say, no, you're wrong. We feel strong. We feel powerful. We feel like we get to hold our ground. Like, so that's anyway, that's interesting. Maybe people on the East coast are more liberal because they drive and they get that out while they're driving. <laughs> but I don't then think... when they're social, they're not they're not as much that way anymore. But no, 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 no. I'm saying liberals and I'm saying everybody. I don't think that Republicans are angrier than liberals. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I don't think that's the way it works. I think everybody I likes being... thinking, I, that was not a well thought out comment. I was just thinking about how mad I get when I drive. <laughs> <laughs> And then when I, I get home, when I'm inside, I'm happier. But when I'm not driving, it's like, oh my God, these people, they can't drive. You also get angry when I'm driving. I do. <laughs> because I drive like I'm high. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's amazing to me. It's like, well, that light turned green quite a while ago. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I don't Who I don't cares care if they're laying down the road? They're just kind of like general guidelines and where you're kind of supposed to be. <laughs> If you're if you're actually watching and into you know if you're serious about it and thinking about what you're doing, you're a great driver. Yeah. Having a conversation with you while you're driving is never a good idea. I am not a very good multitasker. <laughs> yeah. I'm just real chill. And also I don't get annoyed like when people cut me off or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, buddy. Yeah, okay. I'm not really worried about it. And also I feel like I, I probably did the same thing to somebody else. Like, I don't, you know, it's not Guaranteed. a big deal. I'm the chillest. <laughs> and you're like, I have a personal responsibility to be the best driver I can be. And, you know, I'm in a big, heavy vehicle. I got to take that responsibility seriously. And I'm like, I think we're all fine. Hippie dippie. <laughs> Play some reggae. Let's go. Like, <laughs> well, it's not that bad, but, but you can change lanes unexpectedly <laughs> you were describing i didn't realize i drove like this until you were driving with you were riding in the car with me and you seemed so agitated and i was like what's your problem and you described how i was driving and i was like oh i sound like i'm high <laughs> this sounds like somebody you, just you, a bunch of you started at that intersection in the left lane but somehow you ended up in the right lane by the time you got done <laughs> the only problem was there was a car in that lane when you started to occupy it I <laughs> I need a Tesla ASAP. <laughs> I need a car that will drive for me. I am not to be trusted on the road. Oh, thank goodness when I'm old, everyone will have something. But you've never had an accident. I have not. That's that true. You told me about. No, I'm not. I'm not. You wouldn't count hitting a guardrail as an accident. I don't think so. I didn't notice I did it. <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't notice I did it until you were like, uh, there's a scratch all the way down your car. 
high school at the time. So I it's feel like well. it's been, it's been a long while. I was in high school. You, I was also- you've done some crazy driving in the city when you were in your early twenties. Yeah. But that, that you but can't multitask. Trucks. Yeah, I know. I moved here and they were like, we need somebody with a license to drive this truck through the city. And I was like, I have a license. <laughs> I, I can do There's it. no idea what I'm volunteering to do, but I'll do it. I, other people can do it. I can surely figure it out. You know, yeah. I, I know why that works now though, because people really can't drive in New York. I have a feeling they come from everywhere and they don't have the training. Like we have drive. We had great driver's ed training growing up. Yeah. Where you actually go with an instructor and you spend like <laughs> yeah. six months doing this stuff and you're driving around, you're learning when to turn your signal on and everybody knows you. So you're responsible and you can't, if you screw up too much, they're like, everybody knows it. It's like more, watch out, don't drive next to her. Cause you, if you see, see that Tahoe, just get away. <laughs> and yeah. everybody knows, you know, but here it's craziness. And I used to think that it was like a cultural, you know, I was nervous that I had to learn the cultural aspect of driving here. It's like, no, you just really don't know how to drive. You have, you have, no, idea, you have no idea when you're supposed to turn yeah. your signal on. I don't even know that you know that there is a turn signal in your car. <laughs> that's actually probably true for some people. Uh, that's funny. Okay, so you just, it's like minnows swimming up a creek. They're all just kind of going where they go, kind of <laughs> heading the same way. I think this is okay. See, I'm, I'm if you don't like it, you just honk and people I'm are like, oh, maybe I'm, okay. I'm made for driving here. <laughs> I drive like everybody else. <laughs> You'd be much better off in Manhattan. Uh, people help you drive better in Manhattan. Because they yell at you. Yeah, they honk at you. <laughs> yeah! I, I legitimately say thank you when people honk thank at me. <laughs> they honk at me like, oh, thanks. I missed the light. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Because it did. You. Sorry about that. Next time around, I'll catch the next green light. Sorry. <laughs> I'll do better. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, let's let's wrap here. We've been talking for too long, and we lost. Well, it was a great day. conversation. Um, I'm sorry if that. I don't know if that stuff embarrasses you. And two, if I have any what? friends that are watching this, and you're a little pissed off at me, um, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not embarrassed. I don't know why I would be. I'm confused by that comment. Um, Your mom used to be embarrassed. I used to write letters to the editor and she'd be like, oh God, here we go. Oh, no, I love it. I I love it. I don't. I think most people are too afraid to say what they think and what their opinions are. And that people are so afraid to make enemies that they don't give themselves an opportunity to grow by putting thoughts out there that may be hated or loved or, you know, get some kind of response. So no, I, it makes me proud you know, when you write stuff. You. Even when you write stuff, I don't agree with. <clears throat> I'm proud that you do it. So tell me, tell me, especially as it um, related to Instagram and We're Facebook. 35 minutes now, but okay. I'll answer you your can, question. You can turn it off. Um, why is it that people don't go to the messenger side of the app to have a conversation? Why is it? in the why do people never leave the thread to actually individually personally reach out and ask a question i think they do if you do but if you're if you are if you post an article which is essentially what your facebook posts are Mm -hmm. then 
you're saying, hello, I'm talking to an open forum. I would like to have an open forum about this. It's like having a city council meeting. Okay. And if you were if you were in a group and then you Good said answer. something to the whole group and then you the, then you're like, hey, why didn't you pull me aside and remove me from the group to talk about this? Well, some of them. Yeah, well, I, you know, that's a really good point. I had not really thought about that very clearly when I asked the questions. Now, that's exactly true. Um, okay. <laughs> Great. Glad, you, glad we got that <laughs> cleared up. But, you know, there's some, some of those things are, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know, it feels like you should have this higher, higher level general little thing. And then it's like, okay, well, why do you really feel that way? You know, and then I feel like it ought to go off to, because the, the person asking the question or, the, you know, whatever you get into is going to be very nuanced to the two people in the conversation and, and bore everybody to death in the rest of the conversation. Um, so it just seems like maybe that would be a good thing is, or maybe invite somebody say, Hey, if you want to talk about it, you know, specifically what you want to talk about and what oh, you're yeah. after, then let's talk about it. But I like that it happens in an open forum and I like people who are bold enough to say those comments, not anonymously, in an open forum and discuss back and forth. I'm okay. Well, obviously I'm okay with that. Clearly. I, just, I think it's great. It I just worry about boring everybody to death there because I, you know, there's times you get into the well, they oh scroll my God. away. They scroll away. Like right now we lost everybody. <laughs> no one's listening anymore. Who cares? Um, That's right. You can see that how many people are watching in the moment. Can't you? I can. We haven't lost actually everybody, but. Our numbers have significantly dwindled. Uh, So let's go now. It's 37 minutes. This is our longest one. We can really talk, huh? Okay, uh, now we really have lost everyone. (laughs) Okay, let's go. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on What's a Friday. And I hope you have a lovely whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Okay, bye.